All right, welcome back, listeners. You're listening to the Spice Cast. I'm your host tonight, Daniel Bullard. And with us in the studio, we've got Barricades at Night. That's Justin Marklin and Ryan Beard. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thank you. for having us. So you guys have both been uh, playing music around Huntsville for a while, it sounds like. We were were telling stories about Low Mill and stuff earlier. Uh, How did you guys, both as individuals, find your way to Huntsville, and how did you guys meet each other? I ended up in Huntsville... uh, Thanks to the 2008 economic downturn, um, I'm an architect by trade, and uh, architecture gets hit absolutely first, and I was laid off in late 2008, was unemployed for about 16 months, and happened to find a job at the Arsenal, so I moved here the first chance I got. That's that's what brings everybody here. That's like, (laughs) the Arsenal or just Huntsville in general is like a black hole. If you you can try to escape it, but it's going to suck you back somehow, and it just attracts a bunch of people here. Uh, you know, I, I worked there for two years, and uh, it was also during their slowest two years that probably of their entire existence, and I left not long, you know, into that two years, and I've been very happy to be gone. Awesome. Ryan, how did you find your way down here? Uh, so, I actually moved here with my family in 97. I was still in high school, so graduated Bob Jones, went to UAH, um, traveled around for work after that, uh, then eventually moved back in about 2009 uh and i've been here mo- mostly steady i've traveled a bit since then uh for my job but and then we met um my wife worked with justin's girlfriend or you know fiance, fiance at, the time. at the time um and i was playing uh bass in a bar band um with a group called undercover at the time and i think we were playing at the hard dock yep. and justin and his girlfriend at the time came up and we met, found out he played music, and I was kind of looking to do more original music. I had a catalog of things that I'd play with. I'd played with a lot of groups in the past. I was in uh, Lampwick when I was in high school. I played with Postal, who's now the Crashing Falcon. Um, at the, and so, you know, I had a backlog of original music that I was wanting to get into and do, and I just I never sang. I needed a, a voice for that music, and so he said he had some things, and he enjoyed playing and enjoyed singing, and that's... We got the rap and that's how it happened. <laughs> so uh, is it fair to say you guys are fairly influenced by a lot of the alt-rock that came out maybe late 90s, early 2000s? I hear some of that flavor in uh, at least the albums that that I've heard. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Um, Certainly musically. I, I, you know, heavy into 90s music um, and, you know, some of the prog rock stuff as well. Um, you know, some of the off-tempo things and the polyrhythmic influence. From bands like Tool and Ocean Size, uh, Mike Bernard, that kind of thing. But so certainly musically, that that influence is heavy. I mean, that's what I grew up learning and playing, and you can't really escape that. We try and push the boundaries a bit, but mu- musically, that's where I'm rooted. Vocally, it might be a little different. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think that there's ever a, a set, I don't know, thing that I've been rooted in. It's just a matter of, you know, I grew up pretty much listening to grunge and alternative music and then later on in college discovered everything in the 60s and i think probably writing lyrics i'm more influenced from 60s music but singing lyrics i'm more influenced by the 90s did you uh did you write a lot of poetry before you started singing or yeah well it was uh it was one of those things that <clears throat> i started writing poetry about the same time I got my first guitar. I didn't start playing until I was 20, 21 or 22 years old. And uh, my parents 
never really wanted me to play instruments in high school, or at least not guitar and things like that. So um, when I finally got an instrument and, you know, had the ability to maybe write and sing, I I thought, well, maybe I should try to write and see what happens. And, you know, it was, had a, a book of poetry and then it was trying to learn how to put that to music. So uh, the first song you guys played for us in the studio is called uh, Rewrite the Day. Speaking of writing, what uh, what were your influences on that one, or kind of what was the process? I'll let you take take your part on that. Uh, I'll add mine. I mean, that I think we started with a, a musical inspiration for that one. Um, I had a track, had an idea. I actually, I think it, that was the first time I would used. There was a THX guitar plugin, and it had all kinds of ridiculous presets, like and, THX, uh, like the theater. The, like the I, uh, perhaps <laughs> yeah. I don't know it was the, the one and only time I've used that guitar simulation plug-in and uh, it had it just this, blows out all the speakers on gaty your reverb <laughs> yeah which you're not going to hear on the acoustic track but there was this long gaty uh, you know which with a pitch effect reverb and it just worked great for that verse uh, the intro riff and um, and so that became you know, the musical idea and then uh, you know, as with most things we write, I come up with a little bit that's you know maybe a verse, maybe a verse and a chorus, and then I dropbox it to Justin or whatever the case may be, and, and he tells me if it sucks or not, and, and if he's inspired, <laughs> then you know maybe becomes something that may eventually end up on an album. That uh, that whole album I think was the biggest sort of learning experience for us because. It was the one where we were doing a lot of online collaboration. Like he said, we w he would write something and he'd send it to me, and I'd you know respond back, "Hey, I like it. Give me give me a day. Let me work on something." And for the most part, that album in particular, it was for me going back and looking through you know poetry and other things that I had written prior to meeting Ryan, and kind of pulling it forward and and polishing it up to match his level of musicianship and it was it was a fun process of kind of digging in the past finding things that just really matched the feel of what he wrote so it was a it was just a really fun piecing together project i think so when you guys come together to write is it usually i mean either one of you can bring an idea to the table or is there usually like a like a process you guys have or i, I would say for the most part Typically, Ryan has musical ideas, and he has, you know, he can record drums, bass, guitar. He can record an entire song without me. He, I'm sure he has plenty of lyrics as well, but he sends me, you know, a musical canvas that I just have to add, you know, melody and, and lyrics to. And um, that that idea has worked really well for us. And, and earlier we were kind of chatting about how there's one song per album that maybe is acoustic or maybe something else. And that's usually my contribution where I'm like, Hey, I just woke up on a Saturday morning and I wrote this thing. I think that might kind of work. And I send it to him and he takes it. And I think somehow he hears things in my music that I can't hear and he can take it and he can expand upon it in a way that I just can't do. And, um, on this last album, he took a track that I had written on piano and he turned it into this really great, just floaty guitar, just atmospheric thing that just really turned into a beautiful track that I could have never pushed it to without his, his help. So for the most part, it's him starting it, me adding, him finishing 
but rarely, you know, I'll start one. <laughs> oh, cool. Let's listen to it. The uh, guys were kind enough to come into the studio tonight and do uh, three acoustic versions of songs that are all off their uh, EP and two previous albums. And uh, which album is this off of, Rewrite the Day? This one's off of our self-titled. Okay, so off your self-titled. That came out about uh, three years ago? 2014. 14. Yeah. That's correct. Cool. Well, let's listen to it. <laughs> off the self-titled album, this is Rewrite the Day by Barricades at Night.
can't see me now You can't see me All right, welcome back. That was Rewrite the Day by Barricades at Night. And you guys said uh, there was a video produced for this. That's when right. It, came out. it was uh, Elizabeth Hagel of Insert Title Here Films did it. Um, she wrote, produced, edited, directed. I mean, she did the whole thing. Had a great film crew with her as well. Very professional. Uh, it's on, available on YouTube and Vimeo and uh, some of the other video formats. But um, So if people want to look it up, just look up uh, Rewrite the Day and Barricades at Night and uh, they'll find it. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. We'll uh, we'll link that to the uh, post when we make it later on once this is out. So uh, if you're listening to this, you should be able to see the video uh, somewhere close by. There'll be a link. And uh, the next one you have coming up for us is uh, "Heard You Coming for Me," and uh, you were, we were talking earlier about your your kind of like the the writing partnership you guys have. <laughs> um, how did this one come together? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the lead on this one because this one is is a semi funny story background wise i think this is one of the ideas this is a really early idea from our ep that ryan had and i think it was one of his favorite tracks that he had written previously to meeting me and he played it for me and i said yes this you know i really want to write some lyrics i've got an idea and um so i went home recorded uh the vocal tracks and and sent it back to him and and he was a fan and later on i sent him what i had originally done vocally on this and it, this was a really funny track you know back when i was unemployed i spent a lot of my time just sending an email to a friend and saying hey what should i do today and they would suggest a, a song type for me to do <laughs> and one of the song types that was suggested was sort of an 80s pop tune and i had just gotten a keyboard my uh fiance bought me a keyboard for my birthday and i just thought all right i can do that I've, you know i've got the ability Spent the day, wrote this, this 80s dance pop tune, and it was Heard You Coming For Me, uh, just set up totally different. And um, when I heard what he had, I didn't even, you know, I knew immediately, I've got, I've got the perfect thing for this. And you would never guess the two are related. Yeah. And it just, it worked out so beautifully. And I think that was actually probably one of the things that really sealed our playing together, because it just, everything locked together really tight on that track and, and just felt right. So I take it the final product did not sound anything like these synth pop. If, if you can imagine a sea of dudes in whitewashed jeans <laughs> snapping at a, at a, like a, at a pretty solid click and with their hands above their head, not just snapping, but hands up in the air snapping, that was, yeah, that's man. the original track. Yes. Awesome. It's a, it's a very funny track. Um, there's got to there's gotta be a recording of this out here somewhere, Oh, there's right? a recording. There it's it's awesome. just not too public. It's buried. Yeah. <laughs> it's buried. <laughs> buried behind the barricades. Yeah. Yeah, actually, funny enough, we ought to just say that's actually how our band name came about. It's actually in that song. Um, I I really enjoyed the lyrics so much to that song. When when he and I got together and we're working through things, you know, obviously you got to come up with a band name. And I threw out like four or five suggestions, and that was one of them. And it was just it happened to be a lyric from that from that song. Oh, right on. I didn't know. A lot of bands now will just use, like, the Wu-Tang generator or something to, like, come up with their band name. <laughs> no, no, this one, I mean, it, it had meaning, and, and you know, the, actually that original song, it was obviously, it, it was, it had, it was a lot of meaning in the poetry that I wrote, but the friend who suggested an 80s dance song, it, it turned into sort of a silly thing, but the actual meaning of the song, it, you know, it's a very personal and meaning, meaningful song to me. Uh, do you want to go into what the meaning is, or? Um, it was, uh... 
uh, long story short, I, I was in college and um, had broken up with a, a, a long-term girlfriend and didn't really have anywhere to live and was sleeping under my desk at school. And it was just kind of this period where, you know, you're not truly homeless if you can go live with your parents. But at the same time, I was living under a desk for months at a time with right. no real place to live. So in that, the barricades at night was me putting up these cardboard things in front of my desk so people couldn't see me sleeping in my boxers underneath the desk. So. <laughs> Man, that's deep. That's <laughs> like I said, like most bands don't even like worry about their name now. They're like, Oh yeah, it's, we're just going to, we're going to type, we're going to come up with some random words and call ourselves a band. Yeah, there that's... was, there was meaning. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's listen to it and uh, see if you can hear the lyric that birthed the band name. This is barricades at night with heard you coming for me.
And you just heard a live version of Heard You Coming From Me by Barricades at Night off their uh, EP, original EP. Uh, that was the first recording y'all done, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And uh, coming up next, we've got two, a uh, live version and the studio version of uh, two songs coming off your latest EP, Voids, which came out uh, December 31st of... 2016. 2016, yeah. yeah. I was going to say last year. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And... Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, you guys are a two-piece, but you also have a full band backing you up, especially for your studio tracks. Uh, you want to tell me a little bit about your recording process for uh, this last album? I'll let you take that. Sure. Um, I, it, the genesis was pretty similar to the last ones. It was us coming up with musical ideas and sending them to Justin and him putting some vocals to it. Um, and then in uh, towards middle late 2015, I contacted Travis Orban. Uh, who I'd been following on YouTube for years. He's a phenomenal drummer, excellent musician, has done solo work. He's currently uh, plays drums for Darkest Hour, a band that I've loved and followed for years. And uh, he just so happened to say yes, he was interested in performing for this album. And so he provided the drum tracks. Uh, it was all remote collaboration. We would send him our raw, unmixed track data. Uh, he would record drums in his studio. He did it in his home. He also works with some third-party studios as well, but this was all done in his house. Uh, he sent us both stems and final mix tracks. We ended up using his mix tracks and uh, just augmenting them with uh, some additional you know, mixing that we provided just to make sure that the sound fit right with the way the final mixes came out. Uh, between the time we got in touch for collaboration and the final product, we had done some additional vocal work, some additional guitar work. So anyway, we wanted to make sure things worked well. So uh, we augmented his uh, final mix tracks, and that's the final product. And you guys are all fairly self-produced, right? You don't you don't work with a producer or a, or a specific studio or that's anything like that? correct. This last album was done on a laptop cart in my home, <laughs> oh, wow. uh, with the exception of the drum tracks. Uh, the previous ones were all done out of my home as well. We had a bit more studio space before... Uh, babies happen but yeah we 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 try to do it ourselves um we distribute through uh reverb nation and some other sites and uh but yeah we we keep it self-contained as much as we can because i'm a control freak and uh we just kind of like doing it all yeah it's easier to trust yourself than you know some guy you don't know (laughs) yeah behind a window somewhere looking at you through the board that's right Uh, pedos So the next one we have coming up is uh, Bayonet, and this is a live version you guys recorded right here in Spice Rack Studios. Uh, do you want to talk about that one a little bit? Yeah, we can. Uh, we can talk about that one. That one. Uh, that one was a cool song for me. I uh, I happened to be at a, a show, a Deftones concert, with my wife a couple years back, and she mentioned to me. You know, I'm not a big Deftones fan, but we were there to see Incubus, and. Um, you know, I, I really like their song Knife and I happened to mention that to her and she, she looked over at me and she said, You basically like any song with a knife in it And I started thinking about it and she was right because Incubus <laughs> had just come out with a song that had knives in it, Deftones had it, and it just it seemed like any song that had that in there was was a song that I liked from a band. So I kinda took it upon myself to write a song that had to do with knives. And um 
bayonets obviously are a form of knife and yeah you can you just know. call it knife that and would go, be kind of hand-fisted well obviously you know i, I wasn't going to be like hey you know listen to the song that i wrote about knives it, it, that didn't seem right but you know it, it was a track that i i rarely set out to write something about something usually i sit down and i just kind of i write what I'm feeling. Um, but that one was one that I sort of had a concept in mind and really wanted to get it out there. And I was, I was really happy with how it, how it, that turned out. And I actually kind of enjoyed that process and I used it more on this album. Um, so it, you know, it was, it, it kind of led to something, uh, that had, I'm hoping will continue to develop. Well, cool. Let's give it a listen. Uh, recorded right here in Spice Rack Studios and off their last album, Voids. This is Bayonet by Barricades at Night. acoustic version recorded right here at spice rack studios by barricades at night and uh justin or sorry ryan you said that you had uh an old demo of this that you had recorded years and years and years ago that you kind of resurrected uh, yeah for this that's song. correct so th- this the original idea from this came uh in around 2004 um i actually had just got my first imac and i was playing with logic on the mac i previously previously used it on windows after finding out paul mccartney used it pro tip uh, so anyway I was I was trying to recreate drum sounds with raw s- synthesizer information and you know shaping snare tracks versus shaping a, a kick drum sound and so that was the verse and then the the chorus was me playing around with my old uh, TC, Elon- TC Electronics G-Force 
you know, rack mount guitar processor and playing with the way you could manipulate, uh, you know, pitch parameters and delay parameters on inverse using the same foot controller. Uh, it was a phenomenal processor. Um, and so I had this old demo that was that and, you know, tried to make it sound like 2017. Um, and it, seemed to tickle a miss that Justin had and it became <laughs> this track. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh yeah, it's it's always amazing like trying to recreate the sounds that were, you know, you found this great effects processor but you can't find them anymore like the, yeah. like the original space station and stuff like that where it's like everybody tries to recreate it but nobody gets it quite right so you'll... It's impossible. You you settle. Yeah, you settle. <laughs> and then you realize it's, it sounds all right, but <clears throat> So the last track we have coming up tonight is actually a uh, studio cut off your latest album, Voids, and it's yeah. Where I Belong. Yeah. And uh, Ryan, you want to talk about, or sorry, Justin, you want to talk about the lyrics on that one a little bit? Yeah, that one uh, That one was one that, you know, if, if any of you out there have kind of had that on-again, off-again relationship, it really is kind of the struggle of if you're the person who doesn't sort of make it the off-again and you're the one who's kind of sitting around waiting. Um, it's just that struggle of what you do with your free time and, and how you get by until the next person is back on. And, um, you know, it's just it's, it's just one of those relationship songs that um, I kind of feel like a lot of our songs are relationship songs, but, you know, a lot of times they maybe are a little bit more emotional and emo than this, but this one has, a I think, a happy ending. Okay. And uh, are you guys working on anything, any new projects, anything coming up? Or Yeah, uh, so Bar Barricades 4 is, is <laughs> Barricades what we're, 4, yeah. we're <laughs> That's the name of the Dropbox folder, and uh, it's well populated with things. Um, Ooh. You know, we've the last couple of years have been crazy. This, this last album, Voids, was recorded through you know, Birth of a Child, and... Uh, conception yeah, we, of another we went through that yeah so we, we, hopefully not the same got, time no, no, i yeah. mean that'd be a, that'd be an interesting track for sure but. and not the same lady so we've got uh so we're you know more or less done with that and we're we're back getting focused this is the first time we've played together uh, you know live or you know in front of a, an audience virtual real uh since 2015 i think i traveled for a few months for work and then you know justin had a child so uh, we're refocused on this, and um, you know I think it's pretty reasonable to expect we'll have something out next year, uh, another full length, um, and we should be doing some live shows between now and then. Awesome! Yeah. And you guys don't have anything on the calendar just yet, but uh, you know once you do, just let us know, and we'll put it out for people so they can come see you. Absolutely! Awesome. So be be on the lookout for Barricades Four coming out sometime in 2018, probably ish. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a deadline. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, we've got uh, the last track, which you'll be uh, closing out the podcast with tonight, which is Where I Belong, off their previous album, Voids. Guys, thanks so much for coming out and uh, playing for us and uh, being interviewed and, and telling old stories and having a good time. Yeah, thanks Thank for having us. Me. We appreciate it. All right. Y'all have a great night. You too.
Spice Radio from Huntsville, Alabama. You guys know what you want, and you don't have to do too much to get it. Get with us at spice-radio.com. If you have a podcast, you make music or art, or you have an event that you want to promote in the Tennessee Valley, you can find us at www.facebook.com slash spiceradiohuntsville, or on Twitter at spiceradiohsv. And again, our website, spice-radio.com.